The Inside Vegas Podcast and the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented to you by MyBookie. MyBookie.ag is offering you up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, $1,000 in bonus bets for your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. breaking all things down NFL week number three in the National Football League and welcome on professional handicapper Tom Judge fellow guy out here in the desert in Las Vegas how is everything with you my friend uh going good yeah excited from what we've seen so far on the uh, football field it's worried it's starting to fly by too fast now but um excited It's weird, man. College football is already week four. Like where I don't, I feel like it's week two and I can't even like, everything's moving a little too fast for me right now. Um, do you feel the same way that things are kind of weird? Yeah, it, it feels writing out college football week four already. You wait for it all summer and it gets here. And then before you know it, it's halfway over. So, uh, not great, but (laughs) a lot of good football left. We're going to talk about the NFL, but let's anything that stuck out to you, you know, within those three weeks of college football first, before we kind of break into the week that was in the NFL, take it. We'll do kind of our takeaways, narratives, all that type of stuff before we start breaking down the uh, next week in the NFL. Anything that really stuck out to you, uh, big picture wise from the college football kind of, I mean, my God, basically first three weeks, almost a month into the season at this point. Right. Um, well, I think a lot of those Heisman bets that we were looking at uh, before the season started, you know, they've they've come down sort of like we've thought. Um, uh, Clemson remains to be the um, the powerhouse that we thought they would be. And um, no, it's uh, so far uh, shaping out, um, shaping out without much surprise. All right, man. Let's talk takeaways from the week that was in the National Football League, bro. There was. Um you know, the spread is dead theory that I've kind of built when we look back at this, I think that the biggest thing for me now is seeing these big numbers and these big spreads says one thing, and that is odds makers are finally, after three years, realizing the disparity when it comes to parity within the NFL. As we look back last week, again, uh, New England covering a monster number as they're going to break every gambling rule known to man. However, Arizona, uh, you know, covered their big number with pretty, you know, relative ease, I would say. Um, and throughout the league, what were kind of the, the takeaways for you when you look at, um, let's just, we'll kind of stick with week two before we even touch on, uh, the upcoming week three that we're going to break down the card on. Uh, well, I think just looking at week two early, you look at all the quarterback injuries, which is big and it's, it's tough when they all come sort of in the same week. Uh, the Steelers losing big Ben for the year, uh, the saints losing, uh, drew Brees for a considerable, considerable amount of time. Um, these are tough things, but just reality of the NFL. And, um, you know, it, it makes you look at the other teams in those divisions. Um, you know, Atlanta's looking to have a stronger year this year and, uh, you know, the Ravens are kind of that sleeper team. So maybe they can use this, uh, to their advantage. Which team do you think is most equipped to kind of handle this backup role or backup quarterback situation that they're going to, you know, find themselves in? I guess you know, the the situations out there currently, of course, Pittsburgh going from Big Ben to Mason Rudolph. You have uh, Breeze uh, going down to Bridgewater, who weirdly has not been named the starter yet. Um, of course, Jacksonville just pulling out the win on Thursday Night Football with Minshew. Um, Miami is even going from Fitzpatrick over to Rosen. 
Uh, I mean, you, I guess we could even throw Indianapolis in that mix as well. Uh, but when you look up and down this, man, what is, you know, who I guess we'll say, who is the least equipped and who do you think is the most equipped to kind of handle their season going forward? Well, I think Jacksonville has some serious um, quarterback questions now uh, after watching this performance from Minshew tonight. Um, I wasn't so sure how, you know, how much leash they would give him, but they were throwing early and often. He was making all the throws. He looked really good. And I don't, I don't think they're going to miss a beat, um, you know, with him at quarterback, especially with how good their defense looks and how good it's projected to be. Uh, I think you look at a team like the saints uh, who have, who has Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, he didn't wow me last week, but they have Tyson Hill too. Who's got some experience and that'll be helpful a lot. Uh, take some of the pressure off Teddy Bridgewater. More valuable Bridgewater or Tyson Hill in your opinion? Cause to me, man, this is like, is this the next generation of kind of, you know, fads come up, right? So you had the wildcat. Now you have kind of the spread, you know, like quote unquote air raid. Like, could there be a situation in which, um, you know, did the saints kind of find themselves, I, I would assume much to the chagrin of Michael Thomas fantasy owners and everyone else running kind of this hybrid offense, uh, with Hill and Bridgewater kind of splitting snaps almost. Oh, I, I think so. You know, with the drop in production passing wise that you're going to get from breeze to Bridgewater, I, I think you got to look to go gimmicky a bit here and, uh, force defenses to prepare for multiple looks, uh, running quarterbacks, things like that. Um, just make, you got to make their job harder defensively. Is Green Bay last question about uh, last week, man? Is Green Bay back? Because you know more than more than most just how high I was on them coming into this year. And to me, that was a pretty big win. I know the stat out there. Uh, you know, technically that wasn't a winning team uh, against Kirk Cousins, who I believe has five or six wins in his career against said winning teams. But to me, that was the last takeaway I really want to talk about for last week before we break into this one. Is is Green Bay back? And and you know, kind of how you feel about that team? Oh yeah, I think so, man. I I was really impressed with what I saw or what I've seen from them defensively this year. And uh, I know a lot of people probably saw that flare up with uh, with him, Aaron Rodgers, going down the sideline. But I like that. You know, he's competitive. LaFleur is competitive. Um, they're just going to, you know, try and get the most out of this offense. And with an improved defense, that, that makes Aaron Rodgers all that much more scary. I could not agree with you more, man. Uh, let's you know, kind of break into this week three NFL card. Uh, for anyone that doesn't kind of know you and, and kind of your handicapping style, I think this is the perfect segue into kind of um, your kind of big picture and how you go about handicapping games, whether you're more of a, you know, old school power numbers guy, if it's more a blend of different things or kind of how you go about handicapping the National Football League before we break down this card. Sure. Uh, I'm uh, I'm a pretty selective NFL better. Um, most of my action will come in college. Uh, I just think, you know, it's, it's becoming one of the harder sports to beat, kind of similar to the NFL. Uh, so I use a mix of power ratings and situational handicaps, uh, similarly to college. But um, I just really, I got to find my number and really pick and choose my spots in the NFL. Yeah, I'm the same way. And again, that's that's the kind of polar opposite from Greg Peterson, who we had on uh, last week, who, of course, does every side in total. And, and God bless you if you can do that to me. I just can't find the edges necessary to do that. So we will kind of gloss over this card, uh, you know, um, game by game. We're not going to spend a ton of time on each game. And if you don't, you know, have a lean, you don't have a, have anything to go on. Um, just tell me and chances are I, I may agree with you. We may even kind of skip all things together. But this first one, 10 a.m. Miami heads to Dallas. Uh, I mean, my God, man, 21 and a half point favorites for Dallas uh, with Rosen coming in. The interesting thing to me on this number is that it was not adjusted at all from Fitzpatrick to Rosen. And I say that it's interesting because at least from a motivational standpoint, I think Rosen has a lot to gain while Fitzpatrick 
uh, you know, while he can play on an infinite amount of one-year deals, I do think a motivated Rosen maybe should have, you know, moved the needle a little bit. Uh, but this is one of those spots where parity in the National Football League is finally showing its head. Again, Dallas 21.5-point home favorites, and and I don't know if I can get to the window with my I shouldn't say I don't know. I, there's not a chance I can back my I mean any situation. <laughs> but what do you make of this big number and kind of you know what it means both in this game and, and for the landscape of the NFL when it comes to Miami and jet spreads go out here on out? Uh, well, I think, you know, you look at Miami and we are really starting to see what could possibly be maybe the worst team in the NFL ever. Um, you look at the, all the props going up. Will they go Owen 16? Will they win a game? And these numbers just continue to plummet as they continue to not be able to cover these spreads. Um, but I do like that. I do like that angle. I think, um, I think it is a little bit of a mistake. There wasn't a, a little boost from getting Rosen inserted in the starters role. Um, that's got to that's got to give a little juice to your offense. Uh, you know, the rallying around the young guy, and uh, it shows that the franchise is you know committed to the future instead of just sticking it out with uh, Fitzpatrick. So I'm a little surprised myself that uh, it didn't move. But you know, there's just not much that we've seen from this Dolphins team. What number would have to? What number would they have to hang for you to actually go to the window and ask for a Miami ticket? Ooh, I'm thinking it's got to be. Uh, I need 28 and a half. Even then, I'm. Uh, <laughs> no, that, I'm which not. Which number uh, would you go down and, and and actually bet? Is what I what I want to know, man. Because I don't know that I have okay. one. Okay. Yeah, you know, there's. Uh, 45. I'm thinking 45 <laughs> points. You give me 45, and I might just. Uh, get a uh, half a unit down on, on the dolphins, but I'm not watching a second. Yeah. I think totals are going to be really interesting with this team, uh, much like the jets. And we're going to talk about that in a little while, but when you're talking, I think team totals is a way to exploit this team total unders on those two teams. Um, but I do think that one thing, there is one motivated person on this Miami team and that's Xavier Howard, and he should be shadowing uh, Amari Cooper. So with Gallup out, I think, you know, Devin Smith props certainly do make some sense in this situation for Dallas. Um, but yeah, man, I, I could not agree with you more on that one. Let's, Let's go to one that's a little more challenging here. We have Denver against Green Bay. Green Bay is a eight-point home favorite, and my, how the times have changed. Again, total sitting at that 42-and-a-half. Market shifting on Green Bay, man. Like Much like we thought about coming into the year, if this kind of you know offense and situation um, you know, worked out, this is when you have Aaron Rodgers. You're, you're, you know, to me, without a doubt, you're probably paying a little bit of tax uh, just because of the 2-0 start and, and what Green Bay has done. Denver, of course, the crazy finish last week, uh, and they have not been good on the road uh, to start the season in September. Um, that is for sure. I I can't get in front of this Green Bay uh, train, and you're not going to get me uh, ever to back uh, Rojo Flacco. So I, uh, you know, for a lean here, I, I will always lean with Green Bay minus the points with a Rojo Flacco in the mix. Totally agree, man. I think this uh, this line opened six and a half, which seems really short. Uh, you get a Green Bay team at home, like you said, Denver off that uh, that heartbreaking loss last week, and I just I haven't seen much from Denver offensively that really gives me confidence that they can go into Green Bay and and hang around with this team with the improved defense I've seen from Green Bay. Yeah, great teaser like too, in my opinion. Let's go to another what the hell line is this? Uh, second straight week, Atlanta is involved in a what the hell line of the week is this? And Atlanta uh, is on the road in Indianapolis and Jacoby Brissett is a one and a half point uh, home favorite to Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and everything going with Atlanta, man. Um, 
I guess, uh, I mean, look, we saw this last week. If you're a next level handicapper, if you're a fade the public guy, there's one way to look here. And that's laying the points with Indianapolis or doing a little bit of money line. I can't get involved in this game. Um, look, this is on the other side for Atlanta. This is an, a nice little uh, basic teaser leg on the other side. Um, that will probably be something I look to get involved in. But why is this lot? Why is Indianapolis favorite against Atlanta? Well, I think you look to their struggles against the um, the AFC. I believe I saw they were like one and eleven straight up in their last twelve against uh, out of conference opponents. Uh, um, then you factor in them on the road, um, and I also think it might be a little bit of a letdown spot coming off that big Eagles win on Sunday night. You know, they really needed that and uh, to get their season going. They didn't leave that completely healthy, so. Uh, I lean Colts here myself, but I'm really not interested in laying points with, with them right now. No, nah, man, this is a, a very weird line. And look, the uh, the weird line of the week came through uh, with Atlanta. They're just involved in another one. And if you're, uh, if you're into that type of thing, there's one way to look. And, and that's the only thing I could say about that game. I think we're going to have another public dog here, man. Baltimore, the flavor of the season is heading to Kansas City. Some people are going to say this is short. Some people should, may say this should be much closer. Um, I think it's a pretty polarizing game, man. And this total sitting at 54 is uh, one of the higher totals we've seen this year. But um, Chiefs, six and a half point home favorite uh, against the flavor of the week in Baltimore. Um, I think it's a, a, you know, not a lazy take, but I think it's fairly obvious to say we're going to see a lot of points in this game. And we have seen time and time again that Kansas City's defense is nothing to write home about. Uh Man, this is a hard one to break down for me because I know how heavily backed a public underdog like Baltimore will be in this spot, and they usually have fleas. Uh, so to me, with this big a number, I, I think I would lean with the Chiefs, and I would lean over that total as well. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Under a touchdown, I think you got to lean Chiefs here. Uh, like you said, the trendy dog uh uh, but Baltimore really hasn't played anybody. And uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty high on Baltimore myself this year, but I, I think their defense took a step back from last year. So uh, it, it should be a fun one to watch. I just think Kansas city uh, has too much weapons and they'll be able to, they'll be able to get a uh, pull out the win at home. Andy Reid's too good at home. Would you feel better about this game? If it was like a pick or on the Baltimore side, like if it was like two and a half or I f- almost feel like, because it's um, you know, much like the Georgia and uh, Notre Dame line, like if, I feel almost better about the Chiefs because this line is where it is and it's not short. Do you uh, ever take that kind of into consideration or anything? I do. Uh, I think they're giving a lot of respect to Baltimore and what they've what they've shown offensively. And there there are some serious questions about Kansas City defensively. And one of the hardest things to do is prepare for a, a mobile quarterback. So uh, I think there's some of the respect factor there. Um, but like I said, under a touchdown, I, I think you got to lean Chiefs here. All right, man. Uh, next one. This one to me is very easy. If you have your Kirk Cousins cheat sheet out, Oakland heads to Minnesota. Minnesota, an eight and a half point favorite. When Cousins plays bad teams, you back them. When he plays good teams, you fade him. That's really all I have to say about this. I think this is a great teaser leg to get Minnesota under a field goal uh, at home here. Again, total 43 and a half. Anything else to add to that one? No. Yep. I played this teaser leg uh, with Green Bay. I- both home teams. Uh, Zimmer is an ATS home machine. Uh, the Raiders are coming into a buzzsaw this week. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be all Minnesota. Let's talk about a record break or record setting spread, man. Pat's 23 point home favorites against the jets. Luke Falk. Uh, I believe the jets haven't scored a touchdown in Foxborough in like some crazy amount of quarters. And I just read this the other day, new England defense has not allowed 
uh, a touchdown since the AFC championship game, which is absolutely incredible, man. Um, Jets team total under. I think you treat the Patriots like you treat Alabama and you play some first quarter, you play some uh, first half, you play some team totals and, and fade the, the opposite the other way. Um, what number do you need to get to the ticket with, or get to the window with a Jets ticket? Okay. Uh, well, they say Brady was banged up this week. I'm not buying it. Uh, I need, uh, I need 30 and a half. I think, I think I need 50 and I'm not even kidding. Uh, 40, <laughs> 47 is what, is what would make me 40s. get drive to the drive to a sports book and, and take a jets ticket. <laughs> and I want the hook 47 and a half, maybe 49. I, 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 <laughs> Dude, I mean, you look at last week, right? What was the final score there? Uh, 43 nothing. That's why I say that. I think that... Right. What, well, what do you make the uh, Miami versus Jets pick? Jets minus two? Yeah, neutral, I think... Uh, ooh. Neutral, I mean, maybe Jets minus Falk two. Versus Rosen, right? So uh, I have no idea. Right. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a Thursday night football game if I've ever heard one. Seriously, man. Uh, yeah, that... Treat them like Alabama and move on. This is one of my um, one of my favorite games of the week, man. Both in a, te- a lot of teasers I like. A lot of home teams favorite right in that sweet spot. Detroit heads to Philadelphia mm. off a uh, bad divisional loss. This is a really nice spot for this Philadelphia Eagles team who traditionally has gotten eviscerated in week twos av- as you look back, which was a lot of the reason for that line last week. Philly is a six and a half point uh, home favorite, total sitting at 45 and a half. Uh, I definitely favor the home favorite here. Um, I feel like I've gone very chalk so far here, but I, I think this is a get right game for Philly. Stafford no, I, is just I totally as bad, agree. if not worse, uh, as Cousins, who people realize don't realize uh, against winning teams. Yeah, his his numbers against winning teams is ridiculous. Um, uh, I totally agree with you here. I am a little worried about the Eagles, um, the wide receivers. Uh, it's just baffling to me what's going on with uh, with that and their medical staff. And, uh, so that, that gives me a little, um, cause for a pause, but, uh, under a touchdown here, I think you got to lean with the home team. Like you said, Carolina and Arizona, uh, this one's been off the board largely. I'm looking around. I think I see some minus two, minus two and a half for Arizona right now. Um, if Newton doesn't play, it will not be Will Greer. It will be Kyle Allen, which I do not understand at all. Uh, Carolina, man, I was high on them coming in. I mean, look, I get it. Neither of these two teams have a win at this point, but the wheels look to be falling off for Carolina, uh, very quickly. And that was definitely in the range of possibilities. Um, but should Kyler Murray be laying points in this situation? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, looking at this game, uh, initially before the news about cam came out, I liked Arizona getting two and a half here, but I just can't lay points, uh, even as good as Kyler looked last week. Um, it just, this is a game I got to pass on. I think every home, as I go through this, I think every single home team is favored this week with the exception of the Rams uh, in Cleveland on Sunday Night Football that we'll get into. But that's a pretty crazy uh, stat for the week. So that's going to be a lot of heavily backed uh Home favorites, that's for sure. Giants head to Tampa, man. Tampa sitting at a six and a half point favorite. Jameis Winston laying points to Danny Dimes. I know you've been, um, you know, talking a lot about him in some different spaces, bro. What, uh, do, what can people expect? What were your takeaways from the preseason with him? Um, is this hype? Should Jameis be laying six and a half? There's a lot going on in this game. Right now, if you watch the Bucks on Thursday night, I don't. I think there's no question that Tampa Bay should not be laying points. Um, I just, you know, I wasn't thrilled with what I saw, even in a winning effort. Uh, and the Stanley Dimes guy, I think it's going to be similar to uh, Rosen, I mean, even more so, because the Giants aren't nearly as bad. 
Um, they're going to rally around this kid and try and make his life easier. Um, they're going to, it's going to boost the defense. It's going to boost the, uh, skill set guys on offense. Everyone's going to try and make a play for the young guy. Yeah, this is kind of a coin flip game in my opinion, man. And I, I think that if you want to, you want to get crazy, I think a pleaser leg with the giants, you know, maybe down to a pick makes some sense as a leg for sure. Um, but this one, uh, again, I like to not bet on unknowns and quarterbacks and starting pitching that are new, uh, largely fall into that category, but Houston, uh, heading out to, I guess, home field advantage chargers. Um, Carson, I don't, I don't know how big that is, but that's basically a, a minus three right now. Chargers home favorite total sitting at 48 and a half, uh, chargers getting all the love they normally do, man. And I don't know that this, this Houston team has a tough schedule this year for sure. Um, but Houston, very lucky to escape with a win. And depending on how you look at that, I think that, you know, there was a chance for a cover in there when the line got down. A little bit. Uh, Minshew did his thing. They went for the win, and, and they failed. Houston escaped with the win, and that was to avoid going 0-2, which I think was very much needed. Um, what are your kind of takeaways from the Chargers this year? I think that, you know, Chargers are very they, – they're so notorious for this, right, kind of dropping the ball and looking great against the Colts week one and looking bad against the Lions in week two, losing outright, man, is, you know, not a good look for them. Um, Chargers, same old stuff with them, you think? Yeah, it's just one of those teams I can never get on the right side. You know, they 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 play down when you expect look for them to look play up, and they play up when you you know don't expect much from them. And you factor in not having much of a home field advantage. Um, I just I was puzzled by that loss last week to Detroit. Um, don't really know. Uh, I, I am worried about uh, how Houston has taken care of Deshaun Watson this year. That could be. That could be some serious concern going forward, but um, yeah, I just I can't get on the right side of uh, of the Chargers, so I pass. Yeah, I can't either. Uh, truthfully, I, I don't know. This Chargers first half last year or two years ago was on an incredible run, um, and that even kind of came down um, to the light. So the Chargers are a team that I just like you said, man. I'll back them first half. Uh, maybe look to live bet. They just can never seem to to put a full game together, and and I don't want any part of my money tied up with a team like that but we have a bunch of the uh rest of the late games to get to but before we do that as always mybookie.ag is your sponsor for all this free content on sports gaming podcast sports gambling podcast network and sports gaming podcast.com football season finally back mybookie.com mybookie.ag i should say offering you up to a thousand dollars in free plays use that promo code s gp again that is sgp for your promo code mybookie.ag play win and get paid all right bro let's finish up here a couple more this line to me is crazy and i know ben's out uh i know pittsburgh's on the road uh but should jimmy garoppolo be laying a touchdown at home to the mason rudolph led pittsburgh steelers no absolutely not i will be on the steelers here if i can get seven uh we'll prefer obviously seven and a half but no i like this spot um for pittsburgh i i think once again you look at the young quarterback being uh infused into the team and that sends a clear message to the older guys like look we got to step up we all got to do our jobs and we got to try and make the life easier for our young quarterback um, and I just, I haven't seen it from San Fan on offense this year. Defensively, I, I like what I've seen, but no, I just, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't buy into the Jimmy G hype until I see, uh, until I see something this year. I mean, all the guy does is win. I think there's something to be said for that. I think that, you know, that is, that's a little bit, he's got a little bit of Tebow in his game, right? Like it doesn't always look good, but his winning percentages, that's, you know, in that world, that's all you really care about, man. But this one, 
I, I struggle with this just because spread is dead. Jimmy G wins. Um, I, you know, I know a lot of very sharp, very professional people who took a flyer on Mike Tomlin to be the first coach fired. And I want to ask you now that he has the excuse that he does not have big Ben, um, you know, the rookie quarterback coming in, does that kind of buy him some more time? Do you think, or is this just if the wheels fall off, despite the fact that it is Rudolph, um, that's still a possibility. Uh, no, I think, I think that, uh, I think you're right. I think it's a built in excuse. Um, I think at the end of the day, they're gonna, they're gonna give Mike and, uh, Ben a chance to, um, to go for it all. And, and see was robbed of that this year. I think, I think that buys him another life. All right, man. Saints head to the Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks, four point home favorites, total sitting at 44 and a half. Traditionally you back the Seahawks at home and you fade the saints on the road. Uh, kind of a perfect storm here. And I think there's going to be, this might be another very publicly backed underdog here, just because I think that it was a really bad spot for the saints. And when we know that they usually, you know, really, really struggle week one and week two, they have not been much better, frankly, that might've even extend out. Um, but there's going to be a lot of people out there saying that the Seahawks are the most fraudulent two and O team and they shouldn't, uh, be laying this points here. Uh, despite the fact that breeze is out this, that, and the other thing. And to me, man, the Seahawks, much like the Cardinals in baseball, you do a couple of things blindly. You take their season win total over. You back Russell Wilson. Uh, if you know, in a teaser, if you can get over, get it to over nine and a half, ten, and you back them at home. And so I have to kind of go with that and and just assume that this quarterback kind of experiment is not going to work out the way that I think um, hopeful Saints fans would want to or backers in this spot. So I would lay it with Seattle. I agree, man. The line looks short, and like you said, this quarterback experiment—it's not something I want to buy right out of the gates. Um, something I'm going to have to see. And like you said, the Seahawks, they haven't looked great, but they've won two close games and that's what good teams do. Uh, and they won one on the road. So, um, yeah, I would back the uh, Seahawks here. Or I would pass. Do you have any desire to put the saints in a, t- a teaser leg to get that up to 10 and a half? I don't, I, I think, like you said, you back Seattle in Seattle and even at 10 and a half, I'm not feeling great about the saints on the road. If they get down early, it'll be, uh, it'll be tough for them to stay within the number. Yeah. I think you got to, I think a first half Seattle, that makes a lot of sense in that situation as well. Uh, let's talk about the Sunday night football game because this is the other, what the hell line is this? Uh, Rams are a three point road favorite heading to Cleveland, Cleveland off looking great against the jets. I don't, I think that was more of an indictment of the jets. And truthfully, uh, look, people know me. I am a Cleveland Browns detractor. I think Baker Mayfield's great. I am all about Beckham. Uh, this, uh, I don't want to say curse, man, but I look at this Cleveland team and it just seems to be a better version of sloppiness. I think they have the most penalties in the NFL by a large margin. They undisciplined, all that type of stuff that the old school guys absolutely hate is really what I see out of this Cleveland team. Why is this uh, look so short to me with the Rams only a three-point road favorite? It beats me. You know, um, I guess you get the traveling east, but that's sort of negated when it's a night game, Sunday night game. Um, yeah, man, like you said, I just what I've seen from Cleveland so far, uh, even compared to the, you know, the expectations, it's it's underwhelming to say the least. Uh, so it's they're going to have a hard time. Uh, dealing with these Rams, uh, Aaron Donald is just a monster, and uh, that's that's tough for any quarterback. Uh, you know, never mind a younger quarterback. So, um, I got to back the Rams here. 
I think the one thing that gives me cause for uh, pause is I think that this Cleveland defensive line and specifically Miles Garrett could have an absolute field day against this beat up Rams offensive line and could literally have the, you know, Donald type of game where he just takes this over and it could, this could look like Clowney uh, back in, you know, when he was in college, uh, just ruining games nonstop. And Watt has done that. And of course, Donald has literally taken games over. That's the one thing that really does concern me about that is just how beat up and how uh, the biggest advantage on the field right now, I think has to be the, like when you add up, you know, receivers or cornerbacks or, or whatever matchups you want to add to, I think the biggest margin is the Browns defensive line versus the Rams offensive line. How do you feel about that? Oh, I agree. Uh, especially when you look at the injuries uh, that the Rams are dealing with on the offensive line, uh, their starting right guard, Austin Blythe, uh, is going to be questionable for Sunday. You know, they lost two guys over the summer, over the off season, uh, starting guard and a center. Um, so you got a, you got youth at those positions and, um, you know, like you said, miles Garrett and those guys are going to create havoc. Let's move over to Monday night as we finish up this slate before we get into our consensus best bet. Chicago, four and a half point road favorites against Washington. Uh, man, I am not, people know I am the, one of the biggest, uh, Trubisky detractors out there. I think he will be a career backup in this league. And uh, there's not a lot more I can say about this. I think that he was in a smoke and mirrors offense. I think he is no better than one Marcus Mariota. And Look, that being said, this is despite the fact that it's on the road, I think you're getting an overpriced discount. Uh, and while I don't know that I can get to the window with an actual ticket, there is only one way I could possibly look here, and it would be to lay the points with the road favorite, which you don't hear me say, especially on primetime when you're talking about a Redskins team who obviously covered the spread, um, you know, losing by five against Philadelphia. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, Redskins have been a scrappy underdog this season. I will say that despite the fact that despite 90% of the public being on the Cowboys, they couldn't come through there. Uh, this has been a scrappy team, man, but I just think this is a, as good as a road spot you can get. Uh, I think you're getting a, a, a lot of line value when it comes to Chicago here. I totally agree. Um, it, it seems like a cheap uh, road favorite, which unfortunately, you know, it's kind of the public's wheelhouse, which is sort of keeping me off this. Um, but it, I, there's not a whole lot you could do to get me to uh, back the Redskins at home now. And uh, since 1998, the Redskins are just one in 16 at home on Monday night football. Uh, it's just not, not a spot that they've uh, performed well in uh, historically. Do you know how many of those losses were with Kirk Cousins? Because I think a lot of that has to do with him. But I I mean, it was probably what? Or no, Monday night, maybe only like two to three at most, right? I would assume. Correct, right? If, since 1998. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a long history of not, not stepping up on Monday night. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, slate that we talked about. I left off our game for our consensus best bet. Anything that you feel um, out of the games that we talked about again, which is excluding the Cincinnati and Buffalo game right now, uh, anything on there uh, that you would say kind of the strongest, uh, either side or total uh, for you for this week? Uh, my strongest my strongest play is a two-team teaser, uh, the Vikings to the Packers. Two home teams, I like to get it done at home. Uh both getting under a field goal when you tease it, um, they should be able to take care of business against two inferior opponents. All right, man. Let's talk. Let's go to our consensus best bet. And 
I'm going to give you the floor with this and, and tell people why you like this so much. Cincinnati and Buffalo. Buffalo laying the six at home. Uh, talk to people about why you feel so strongly on, on about either side uh, in this 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Coast time kick. Well, I'm on Buffalo here. I, I really like this young, talented defense. They've got a lot of depth. Uh, they're coming home, open uh, to start have their home opener. Um, head coach Sean McDermott. He said they're excited to get back there, play in front of the fans. Um, you know, they're just gonna they're gonna run the ball and play good defense. And I want nothing to do with Cincinnati right now. Um, I think they got the benefit of a of the doubt a little bit with that um, with the scare they put into Seattle. Uh, you know, it did take Andy Dalton throwing his uh, career high and uh, passing yards to do it. But, um, I like the bills. I like the bills here to, uh, just muck it up and win an ugly one. Is there, should Josh, tell me people why Josh Allen should be laying six points to Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. I think that that's going to be in a lot of people's minds. Number one. I think, you know, if you look at his last six quarters of play, he's completed 68% of his passes. Uh, for 355 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, it's not Drew Brees' numbers, but he's a good game manager. He's got Cole Beasley that is uh, kind of a safety net for him. Um, they're going to be able to rely on their good defense. And, uh, you know, they don't have to ask a whole lot of Josh Allen here. Uh, you know, manage the game. Don't lose the game. You know, make just enough plays to uh, to give your team the win. Yeah, one last week. On the road, 14 point, uh, by 14 points, and I would argue that Giants and Cincy, uh, Cincy probably may be a, a small favorite against that Giants team, depending on what happens with Daniel Jones. So the, the math certainly checks out on my end as well, man. So that'll be our consensus best bet. Tell everyone, man, I want to give you the floor to plug um, where people can find your work. I know you've been doing some great work with Spread Investor, um, your Twitter, kind of everything going on in your world and where people can uh, kind of get more of you. Yeah, man, I'm on Twitter at the Judge Sports. Um, I write for the spreadinvestor.com along with some other really talented handicappers and analytics guys. Um, I produce free picks with analysis and uh, always open for questions, DMs, you know, whatever. So uh, reach out. Sounds good, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, bro. We'll talk soon and good luck this weekend. All righty. Thanks for having me on as always. Good luck to yourself. Mm-hmm.